Hi, I'm Peter Mullen from Mullen Natural Health Centre. Have you ever thought about coming to see a naturopath but weren't sure if we could help? Why not try our free 15-minute phone consultations? Call 4961 4075 or go to mullenhealth.com.au for details. Peter Mullen with us again today. And uh, what are we talking about today, Peter? Well, today's focus is something that you have in your house, probably use it every day. Um, it's only been in existence since World War II, and um, it's an item that most people say they couldn't live without. Peter Mullen, you've whetted our appetite. What is this thing we all have in our homes that may not be good for us? Um, well, possibly it's a microwave oven. Just possibly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely think there's issues with using microwaves, particularly like cooking food. Um, any sort of food preparation, I think there's issues. So cooking as opposed to heating? Uh, look, I think it'll do the same thing. I right. think the issues, which we'll get to in a little while, I think using a microwave for any food preparation, you know, at the risk of um, alienating or upsetting people, um, I think it's something we should toss it out, basically. Let's see why you think that. <laughs> How about a history of the microwave? They haven't been around forever after all, have they? No, look, they haven't. They haven't. And... Um, you know, and we we all did you you we all grew up without a microwave. Certainly, didn't we? Well, like we we food was boiled, grilled, baked, and actually, I saw this really. You know, um, the TED talks. Yes, I saw this great talk that this fellow did one time, and it was it was around the history of cooking food, and what he was saying was that that as we've evolved, you know, everybody at the moment's a bit on you know, the raw food diet because that's how we would have eaten, or the paleo diet because that's how we would have eaten. He was saying that. Part of our evolutionary process as human beings is that we've developed this art form of, of cooking as a food preparation that actually there's there's a lot of benefit and that's why, you know, we, we're possibly getting more out of our food because we cook it now rather than just had to rely. So it's sort of interesting that, you know, food preparation, it's a combination, I think, of both, you know, raw food and cooked well-prepared in the right way food. So my my mother would have boiled. Oh, actually, the only thing she probably would have boiled was an egg. She did do the um, press the old pressure cooker to death. Yes. You know the thing that always looked like it was about to explode, like. And then we threw out all the water that was used for the cooking. For all and... that, yes, yes, because the, the it was, you, you know, cook them to death and and soft as anything, and then throw out all the maybe the minerals and nutrition in the water, um, baking obviously, you know, yes. and then fresh food. So. Um, microwaves, on the other hand, they were invented actually by accident after World War II by a U.S. engineer called Percy Spencer. And he actually was working on radar technology when he noticed that, which is probably not good for his health, but he noticed that the chocolate bar in his pocket melted. So okay. he must have been exposed to some radiation. He probably he might have been cooked on the inside as well, just didn't know it at the time. Um, so oh, the so first thought, food, yes, yeah. So he thought there could be something. a could be an application. Mm -hmm. So the first food he deliberately cooked with a microwave was um, popcorn. Yes. And the second was an egg, which exploded in his face. Um, <laughs> Pop and, egg, in uh, fact. <laughs> so uh, so from World War Two, then by 1967, they became more affordable, and and it was the start of the, um, or it added to our our quest for making our lifestyle quicker. And far more, far more less work involved. If you could just, you know, whack it in the microwave and and zap it. Even that terminology, zap it for so long, that was going to get our breakfast cooked quicker, so we're out the door quicker. So I think it, it part of the charm of the microwave was that it was, 
you know, magically behind that clean glass door, everything magically happened and you could do it in two minutes rather than 10 minutes on the, on the stove. And do so many different things in it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Different styles of cooking. Yep. But yep. have there always been questions about it? Look, I think there, I think there has. You know, certain countries definitely have looked more into it than than what we have in Australia. Um, there's probably not been enough long-term studies done to determine long-term effects. But you know, one of the one of the issues that I have with with microwaves, and I sort of think it, it there, there was a, a case quite a few years ago where um, someone's blood was microwaved for some reason, and it killed the person that it was transfused into. So obviously it wasn't cooked with the microwave, but microwaving was used as a form of trying to sterilize it or whatever. But it changed the cells, it changed the components and actually killed the person. Um, And, you know, even the fact, you know, with baby's milk, they say, you know, definitely, definitely, definitely don't put baby's formula or particularly breast milk into a microwave. Number one, because of the concept, you know, when, when you use microwaves, you get those hot spots. Yes. So with heating a baby's formula, you can think that the temperature is okay, but then there could be a hot spot. So the temperature is an issue. But they've also found that there's possibly some of the changes with some of the compounds in the milk. So the the old theory when I was at college around why microwaves are bad is that when you microwave a food, you actually produce these compounds in the in the food called herbs, unique radiolytic products. So they're products that appear, compounds that appear that no one knows what they are. Uh-huh. So we still don't, even with all our research techniques. Absolutely, and, and no one knows what the long-term effect of these change molecules might be on our health. So that that was what probably wet my interest a bit. Those couple of instances, well, hang on a minute, you know, why should we not be looking, why should we not be using microwaves to do anything with our food? Peter, we've been talking about microwaves, and we will continue to do so. We're getting to the <laughs> bottom of this one. And you mentioned URPs, ERPs, unique radiolytic products before, which are things we just don't know about and which may, in fact, be causing some kind of damage to the food that we're heating or cooking. Yeah, and, and more so when we eat that food with these unique... like Because we're using radiation to bombard you know, atoms and electrons. And so, I mean, it has to have an impact. I mean, that's what causes the food to heat is these molecules get excited and change and... Jump around know, and reorganise themselves. Reorganise themselves. So one of the um, thoughts with these ERPs or unique radiolytic products is that they may actually increase, you know, oxidative damage in the body. And, you know, we're designed to cope with a certain amount of oxidative stress. Um, it's one of the things that probably, you know, it's a negative thing, but actually we need a little bit just to keep everything else fired up and most of us do have a good antioxidant protection system mm-hmm. um, but yeah but we don't want to be adding extra things in that are going to be causing causing problems right so what does microwaving actually do to our food as well as rearranging the well before we even get into what it does to our food um, one of the challenges with uh, microwaves is that we often um, Use, look, put them in special microwave containers or we, we can't use metal, so we have to use either glass, which is if you have to use a microwave or you, if I haven't convinced you today not to, <laughs> always use glass, never use plastic because um, there's a, a potential that carcinogenic toxins can actually leach out of the plastic into your food. You know, things like um, bisphenol A, which is has an estrogen-like effect. So if you're... You know, having food in the microwave and you've got a glad wrap to cover it and 
even if it's glass and you're using glad wrap, you're still going to liberate some of this bisphenol A. And we're already, you know, estrogen-wise, we're a bit too estrogened up with, you know, hmm. the, the amount of women taking things like the pill and HRT. All of that hormone ends up in our waterways eventually. Yes. Um, so they've, we're also adding estrogen and it gets back to our food source that way. So if we're also adding estrogen in from our containers and our cooking process, um, yeah, we're, you know, more and more there's more toxins around this day and age than ever before. So mm. I sort of see this as part of our vigilance for going chemical or toxin-free as much as possible, not using a microwave. Um, so there's also risk of microwave radiation leakage. Which yeah. is probably probably rarer these days because you know it is so well monitored. But it always concerns me when they say this little bit is a safe amount. Anything above that might cause problems. Yes. How do you know when your particular unit is actually giving you more than that? More than that, or whether the figure that they've maybe arbitrarily mm -hmm. agreed on that they can't do it without with a lesser amount. Yes. And obviously that radiation gets less the further, and it's the little bit that comes through the glass. So obviously, if you stand well away, it's going to be almost negligible. But there's, there still is that concept that, um, there you know, and, and there was one study that suggested there could be some heart-related issues. Uh -huh. But again, you'd probably have to be standing pressed up to If you were desperate, maybe, for your dinner waiting to come out, you might be standing that close watching the microwave. Step round the corner. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Um, nutrients? Yes. What about nutrients? So, again... There's, there's, the, the, with looking at the information, as I said before, there's lots of bits and pieces of information about microwaves, but nothing's really been correlated to put it all together. But there is um, some studies that um, microwaves will upset things like um, vitamin C. Mm -hmm. You know, one study where they were cook, cooked asparagus in the microwave, the vitamin C content was quite reduced. Quite reduced. Um, whereas, obviously, when you cook anything, you know, you're going to lose some value. Um, one study, broccoli lost 97% of its antioxidant capacity. And that's capacity. what we use it for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you're eating um, broccoli for the estrogen clearing effects and the antioxidant potential, if you microwave it, you may lose up to 97, 97% of that antioxidant value. That's a lot. And mm. if you've bought organic food mm. to start with, or, you know, like from the farmer's markets, you're just losing, you're wasting your money. Um, and 11% was lost when it was steamed. Okay, so steaming is actually a lot better as far as that goes. Preserving that nutrient value. And the other interesting study, there was um, um, some garlic was um, microwaved and it lost, deactivated the alanase, which is the active ingredient for fighting cancer. So, uh -huh. you know, so again, you were going to be losing that um, nutrient value. Yes. Oh, well, I suppose we're going to have to have a look and see what we can do if we don't use our microwave in well, just in the, a moment. In the third section, I'd like to come back after all the doom and gloom with um, some positive suggestions, Jane. Peter, we're on to the positive part now. <laughs> How do you live if you're not going to use a microwave for food preparation? Well, as as I was saying at the beginning of the show, there's um, that great TED talk about the evolution of cooking. And I think for anyone really interested in food and food preparation, it's really worthwhile looking at because it's the preparation of the food, the way we cook it, is what really determines the, the amount of nutritional value. So, um, you know, in, in my day growing up as a kid and even now, you know, we steam all our veggies. My wife makes up um, 
one of my favorite vegetable dishes is mashed vegetables like you know like you had when you were a baby or a kid so it's mashed potato and pumpkin steam so steam all your steamed veggies and then you steam your broccoli beans peas carrots whatever big bowl of them and then you put a bit of um um organic butter in and um maybe a little bit of um um say almond milk or something like that mash it all up with some salt and pepper and then we'll have that for the next three or four nights with, you know, steamed fish or grilled meats or whatever. So oh. anyway, mashed veggies. Just that was just a side note there, yep. but not a microwave in sight, Jane. <laughs> um, so steaming's great, um, grilling's good. You know, we do a lot of our ovens baked in, a lot of our vegetables baked in the oven. Um, we use a, a barbecue a yes. little bit. We do. I am conscious of the fact that browning meat too much does increase what are called the the ages, which, you know, compounds that can age us a little bit, so ever conscious of that. Defrosting, you know, we were talking about that before. Preparation seems to be the key. Yes. Defrosting, getting food out the night before, and, I'm, I'm you know, easy for me to be talking to all the mums and food planners out there. Um, but it's possible to do if you – but the big question is how do you defrost it so it doesn't get too warm while it's being defrosted? Do you do it in the fridge? Do you do it in the Well, look, we had, some, we had some frozen chicken thighs, some organic frozen chicken thighs, and we were late home for dinner and we pulled them out. We're looking at the container thinking, what on earth are we going to do? And I said, well, do what my mum used to do, get a, a saucepan of water, just hot water out of the tap, Put the whole bag in the hot water, and in two seconds flat, it was defrosted, and then we could cook it. So you're not going to, you know, get an overgrowth of bacteria in that shorter period of time. So I mean, there are ways around it, and just even with warming food up, you know, we'll put it back back into a stainless steel saucepan with maybe just a little bit of olive oil to stop sticking, and reheat reheat food that way. If, if you know, if I'm home late for dinner or whatever. Yes, well, that's so just plenty a of options. Bit of a, a bit of a little revolution <laughs> in preparing your food. So, if you really do have to use a microphone, final tips for that? Um, yeah, if you if you do have to use a microwave, ideally you shouldn't have to. But um, don't use plastic containers or cling wrap. Don't use the the, the plastic cling wraps. What do you put uh, over your container instead of cling wrap then? Uh, paper towel. Okay. Because really the the cling wrap is more to stop it splashing and yes. um, don't stand in front of it, as we said, you know, pressed up there anxiously with your face pressed against the glass <laughs> waiting for that whatever to cook because it might, might melt your eyeballs. That's a possibility, Jane. Mm, so <laughs> that's microwaves for have you. Have I turned you off microwaves? Well, I think you have. <laughs> <laughs> totally. On a different subject, of course, an important um, competition coming up tomorrow night. That's it, State of Origin tomorrow night, which I know nothing about, but I'm going. How brave of you. <laughs> you know who's playing, though, don't you? Um, yeah, there's a blue team and a purple team. Uh, uh, Maroon, I think. Maroon, okay, it. okay. I'll make sure. Well, I'll, I'll be throwing plen- plenty of the purple around while I'm up there, just to stir oh, them up, maybe. I don't know. I think I'd go blue. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going blue, but if I don't make Excellent. it here next week, <laughs> we'll you know, know what's why. happened. I sat in the wrong part of the um, stadium, I'd say. <laughs> right. Anything else coming up for you? Uh, yep, we've got um, two great free talks coming up on managing menopause naturally on the 13th of June. Mm-hmm. And a really great talk on the scary truth about carbs and sugar on the 27th of June. Mm-hmm. So both free talks and there's plenty of seats. People can get onto our website and book those. Yeah. And um, our practitioners are going to the farmer's markets this Sunday doing free iridology assessment. So if you're at the farmer's markets, stick your head in and say hi and um, the guys can have a look in your eyes and tell great. you what's, where you're up to. 
Well, thank you, Peter Mullen. Thank you, Jane. Talk to you again if you survive (laughs) next Tuesday. Health and wellbeing on 2NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, wellbeing, pet care, finance, business, and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.